Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Well, it didn't take long for Lance Leipold to find his new offensive coordinator in what was Leipold's first search for a coordinator, period. In over a decade, Jeff Grimes is going to be KU's next offensive coordinator. The hire was made official on Thursday afternoon by KU, just six days after the official announcement that Andy Kolernicki was headed to be the offensive coordinator at Penn State. Should probably get some introductions out of the way. My name is Michael Swain, the Kansas beat writer for 24-7 Sports. And I think there's a lot to talk about with this hire for KU football. It comes at a pivotal time. You look at what Kansas can return on the offensive side of the football and what the team accomplished during the 2023 season, and it's an exciting prospect to look at for next year. Jalen Daniels has announced he'll be back. KU returns four players on the offensive line who have started multiple games. KU's top wide receivers will be back, and the big loss comes at tight end where Mason Fairchild has left the program after this year he'll be out of eligibility and then the big question will be Devin Neal does he decide to return to Kansas does he decide to go pro we have the latest on that on the website at the moment but the hire of Jeff Grimes is one that is interesting because you look at his upbringing and he's someone that was a award-winning offensive coordinator for Baylor someone that got a lot of attention during his time at BYU he's someone that two seasons ago, was highly thought of. Thought of as one of the best offensive coordinators in the country, a guy that was being looked at as a potential future head coaching candidate. And then things went sour at Baylor, and we'll get into what contributed to that. But I think for KU and where this program is at right now, I think it's a very spot-on hire. And I want to start with something that Lance Leipold said in a release on Thursday afternoon that I think tells you everything you need to know about the fit with Grimes and KU. Um, Leipold said in the release, you know, most notably, uh, Jeff is a coach with a lot of experience and is a great relationship builder, football mind, and high quality person. Here's the key. He'll be a great fit with our staff and our offensive philosophy and is an exciting addition. And the fit is the big part because KU has so much returning next season. And these players have spent really the last three years learning this offensive scheme um, from coaches like Jim Zabrowski, Scott Fuchs, uh, and Andy Kodernicki. And you don't necessarily want to have to erase all of this and start from ground zero in spring ball, installing a brand new scheme and new offense. And that's why Grimes is someone that's a very, very strong hire. He has run very similar concepts to what KU ran. Broadly, the outside zone is what KU ran 
in terms of a ground attack under Andy Kolnicki, and they built a lot of stuff off that, right? If you've watched KU football games, you've seen KU build the run game, and when KU's offense is at its best, it's when the run game is working and they're able to build things off of that. Well, that's exactly what Grimes wants to do, and it's what he did when he was at his best at Baylor, and you could argue part of that offense is what made Zach Wilson from BYU look like a top five pick in the NFL draft. Obviously, that's not worked out for Wilson in the NFL, but it speaks to, I think, the creativity and the ability to call plays and scheme things that Grimes has. So uh, you look at his time at Baylor now, and understandably so, I think there could be questions about the last two years where Baylor in Grimes' first year in 2021 was a high-flying offense, and then things have slowly regressed since then. And this past season, Baylor's offense ranked in the bottom third of the Big 12. I believe they were 13th in average yards per play, a little bit higher, 11th in total yards per game, but it was not an offense that was super potent. But you look at the roster issues that Baylor has run into. When Dave Aranda took over, Baylor had a talented roster full of a lot of Matt Rule guys, and Matt Rule is a very good talent evaluator, as we'll see, I'm sure, in the future at Nebraska. And Rule was able to leave to the go to the NFL with a lot of talent there for Aranda to take over after a year of Larry Fedora. Grimes takes over, and it's in that 2021 season that I think we really have to focus in on. And I'll bring up a statistical comparison here, comparing Baylor's 2021 season to what we just saw from Kansas in 2023. We can look broadly in terms of the total offense per game. Baylor in 2021. Averaged about 423 yards per game of offense. KU this past season averaged 434. So just about you know, 9, 10 yards more per game for KU this year. In terms of the yards per play and the total plays per game, this is where some of the stylistic differences come into factor. Because KU is a team that wants to run go slow. Right? They want to bleed the clock, limit possessions. That's how KU is able to mitigate some of the talent gap that they've come up against, against more talented teams like an Oklahoma this past season or a Texas team a couple years ago. And Baylor in 2021 ran a little more up-tempo. They ran 66 offensive plays per game compared to KU this past season, where they're at about 62. It's a slight difference, but the efficiency then shows for KU where they average seven yards per play compared to Baylor 6.4. So that's the broad part of this. And then you dive into the stylistic differences between the two and there really aren't again, Baylor wanted to run the ball in 2021. What did KU want to do in 2023 run the ball? And you saw that with guys like Devin Neal, Daniel Hyshaw having really strong seasons. And then you go back to 2021 and Baylor had a over a thousand yard rusher in Abram Smith and a guy who rushed for almost 800 yards and Tristan Ebner. It's a very similar dynamic that Baylor had when they were at their peak in the run game. Statistically, you know, KU averaged a little bit more total rushing yards, or sorry, fewer rushing yards per game, just nine, not a huge difference. And they both averaged 5.5 yards per carry. So you see what I'm getting at here? There's a lot of similarities that you can draw when Baylor had a talented roster, full of guys that have played a lot of college football and they were able to execute the scheme. And so that for me, I think you look at this higher and that's why you can get excited about it because this next year's team for KU, the 2024 team is going to have some very similar characteristics to what Baylor had in 2021, right? Experienced players. 
some good wide receivers who have been around for a while, a very experienced offensive line. We'll see what happens with Devin Neal, but Daniel Hyshaw has been around the block and maybe KU goes out and gets a transfer running back um, who can come in and compete right away. So I think you can look at it that way. And so what changed over the years for Baylor, uh, you know, it's talent. If you read into things that are going on under Dave Aranda's program right now, they've really, really struggled with talent acquisition. And a lot of that comes down to name, image, and likeness. Baylor is a program that has struggled with NIL and generating NIL funds to keep really good players at Baylor and also acquire really good players from the portal. And they've missed out on some players. You look at Blake Shapin, the quarterback there, kind of a miss. But then you look back in 2021 and they had Jerry Bohannon, who was a dual threat quarterback. And what does Kansas have coming back next year? Maybe one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the conference, if not the country and Jalen Daniels. So I think you look at the issues at the Baylor program, right? Offensive line really struggled. You look at 2021, one of the best offensive lines in the conference. So I think this is now a higher where you can say the pieces are in place for this to work. Schematically, there shouldn't be a huge difference. Personnel-wise, there shouldn't be a huge difference. I think for me, the biggest question will be, hey, in, in two seasons when KU has to return or sorry, replace a lot of this production, what happens? How is KU able to do that? But that comes down to roster management. That's not on the offensive coordinator. It's not on him to go out and find three wide receivers in the portal or go find an offensive lineman. That comes down to the position coach. That comes down to your personnel department and the way that you go about developing a roster and creating continuity and finding ways to improve that roster. So I don't think you can blame Jeff Grimes for that at Baylor. I think this is something that it's a broader issue there. And it seems like KU has the infrastructure in the program right now. When you look at the recruiting department, you know, guys like Rob Ionello, Scott Aligo, Greg Schwartzkopf, people that have been around and have been really proven at evaluating transfers and just evaluating prospects, period. So I think overall, this is a hire that you can get excited about, right? It, it comes at a good time. KU, the coaches just got back from being on the road. They'll be in Lawrence over the weekend, and then they'll head out on the road again. And then it's going to come down to spring ball, right? Let the players get comfortable with who Grimes is as a play caller, the nuances of his play calls, the way he goes about calling a game. In terms of the staff, Jim Zabrowski will still be the co-offensive coordinator. He was promoted to that title this time last week when Kotelnicki departed. He will continue to have that title, and I'd expect to have a big say in the game planning just like a lot of the offensive coaches will. So overall, KU has his offensive coordinator. It's a guy that a couple of years ago had a very uh, accomplished pedigree, I'd say, and I think is someone that fans can get excited about. It's an interesting time for Kansas football. They got a really good coordinator from another Power 5 school that is very experienced and I think should fit well in Lawrence and with what this staff wants to do. Long-term, will it work? I mean, nobody can ever say with any sort of hire, but I think in the moment, this feels like a really good hire for KU, and it's one that I think will be fascinating to watch unfold and see what changes about the KU offense, because I think broadly, a lot of the stuff will stay the same, but there's always going to be little tweaks that happen, and those will be really interesting to watch as they unfold this fall. So make sure you're staying tuned to the website. we got plenty of coverage up on the new hire of Jeff Grimes. 
We also have a breakdown where I've given some of my thoughts here, but I've talked a lot of more about this hire. Some of my thoughts, what I'm hearing from some sources close to Baylor and down in Texas about his recruiting and what he's going to bring on the recruiting trail. Got all a big breakdown for VIP subscribers on that. And of course, National Signing Day is coming up. Plenty to be excited about if you're a KU football fan. The bowl game, just a couple weeks away. Lots going on. Make sure you're staying tuned to the website, and we'll talk to you again soon. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.